Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Oh my good golly gosh. I'm so nervous. It's been a minute. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Twisty Pod podcast, the Don't Get It Twisted podcast hosted by yours truly, Taylor Woods. Well, um, (laughs) you'd think that this podcast didn't have a host because I've been gone for so long, but I promise you we are back. We are back to scheduled programming. I want to sincerely thank you all for your patience, your kindness, your unwavering support even when I felt like, okay, this is not going to work. My iPad's already like trying to turn off on me while I'm giving an emotional speech and that will simply not do, Donkey. That will simply not do. Like I was saying, I just want to give such any, hang on, I can't multitask. Okay, we're back in business. I just did not need this to auto lock on me every two minutes and then me like subconsciously be like tapping in, tap, tap, tap in. I want to thank you all for just being so patient with me. It is, I would say, most creators' biggest fear to take a break from content creating for even like a week or two, which is a really sad and and horrible problem. But you think that everybody is just going to move on. Nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to care. And I just need to sincerely emphasize how much it meant to me that you all just gave me the space to take my time off and to figure my ish out. And you were just always sending me the kindest messages and comments. And it just meant the absolute world to me. It still means the absolute world to me. And I, I wouldn't be here without you sincerely. So I, I'm so beyond grateful. And now you're probably wondering where in the heck I've been, why I've been gone so long, because this is not typical. All right. So every year I plan a a break from the pod. That's just kind of like industry standard, I guess you could say. Normally around the end of December, people will take at least one to two weeks off. Like that's that's the usual standard. Taylor's reining in on like a quick little eight, maybe like an eight week moment. We'll see. <laughs> but what what turned away from be- this is going to be a long episode if I can't even get my my tongue un, untwisted. We got to get ourselves untwisty, baby. Okay. I wanted to just take a few quick weeks off and then come back at, you know, the start or middle of January as planned. But one, I was kind of just enjoying my break as one should. And two, I had big plans, at least in my mind, for the direction I wanted to take with the podcast. And I kind of wanted to go just like a different creative direction. I wanted to change the the logo, the like thumbnail of the podcast. I feel like it's outdated and I want to do something more fun and and more me, something that better reflects the pod. <laughs> and I felt like I was just contacting maybe like in the wrong way on my part and just all of these pieces that I thought were going to blend together so perfectly just didn't. And I kind of leaned into that instead of maybe being more proactive from a solution standpoint. I kind of just extended the break because I needed to get my things sorted out. And if you haven't noticed, they still aren't sorted out. But I started to really miss this. It's one of my all-time favorite mediums because it's such 
a fun time. And I couldn't just continually like put this off because of like a a creative difference (laughs) as if the band is breaking up. I couldn't just keep saying, oh, I'm going to wait to record the podcast because I want a different thumbnail. Who gives a a holler and a hoot? You know what I'm saying? Do you though? (laughs) And in reality, you probably don't even care or pay that much attention to those photos to begin with. So likely a new look is is hopefully coming. We shall see. But I I just miss this podcast. It was always a platform that I wanted to dedicate like my most very authentic self to and to have this as an extension of my channel in a lot of ways where we could actually take the time to talk about really important topics that can't be summarized in a goofy 15 minute video. This is a little bit more like, you know, your late night sleepover chats and your late night drives and all of the things that you kind of just want to unpack with somebody via FaceTime, via podcast or YouTube stream, wherever you're watching this. And I didn't want that special little spark to go away. So if you're joining me for the first time, hello, I'm so beyond grateful to have you. And also if you are coming back, I am just as grateful, if not even more, because you gave me this unwavering kindness that I genuinely didn't deserve. And I, I feel ungrateful, but at the same time, just so beyond excited to go straight back in podcast and baby podcasters unite. And there's either spit or something on my microphone. I'm just going to claim it as spit. (laughs) See, the funny thing is, is I'm such, at least in my eyes, an unconventional content creator, at least podcaster for sure, because I just kind of like do things the way that I want to do them. And I'm sure everybody else does that too, but like most notable podcasters have a podcast network. They usually have a partner. Most people do them with somebody else. It's better like banter that way. Or they have an immaculate TikTok account with like clips from the podcast. They have an immaculate Instagram account with just cute feeds and all this stuff. And you probably all know this by now because... If you're listening, then you likely have seen the Twisty Pod Instagram, perhaps. Probably not. <laughs> but I, I've i just never been good at that because my brain doesn't work in like a grid formation. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I'm so much better about just like being me and being fun and whatever in front of the camera or in front of the microphone. But when it comes down to like marketing strategic content to get like a better SEO and engagement and blah, blah, blah. It's not that I don't care. It's that I just never felt as genuine to me. So I've just never been as passionate about it. And that's why I had always had struggled with keeping up on the Twisty Pod Instagram, for example, because it just never felt like I was good at it. So we flash backwards because that's what you do. You flash backwards, (laughs) flash backwards to maybe like September of last year. I kind of realized this as a flaw in my own work ethic, not in like a bad way, but like in in a productive way. I think one of the best things that you can do is look to work with people smarter than yourself and more creative than yourself. So that's what I tried to do. And I hired a wonderful intern who could kind of like help me in my areas of weakness. And it was so beyond helpful and so beyond 
wonderful. I really felt like it was like that missing piece that I needed for the social media element of this show. And ultimately, it just kind of ended up being, uh, well, quite frankly, uh, not financially feasible for me to continue that that partnership on just because I I just couldn't sustain it for for much longer. But at the end of the day, I wanted to realize that this was supposed to be so much more than what like an Instagram feed can provide for you all. And if I'm going to be quite honest, I don't really engage with much podcasts on social media myself. And I thought, okay, well, if if that's not something that draws me in as a listener and as a consumer of podcasts, then how am I going to be a good creator myself in that space? So all that to say, I have deactivated the Twisty Pod Instagram account, which I really and truly believe is, is the best decision I think I've ever made. <laughs> I think it's going to allow for so much more just uh, authentic creation. And if I want to share little snippets from the show, I I have a YouTube channel where you can leave shorts. It's essentially the exact same thing. YouTube shorts, reels, TikToks, Instagram. It's literally all the same. So we've got that platform. I also have my main Instagram, which is the only place I dedicate like my most time to in regards to the many Instagram accounts that I have. So there's space for that. It's, it's just not something that I consider a strength and I didn't want to continue to like lead you on to go follow my Instagram, the Twisty Pod Instagram that is just so dead with bare minimum content that I just felt like I wasn't great at. So that is my authentic and genuine explanation as to why the Twisty Pod Instagram has been deactivated. I promise you, you're not missing much if you've never seen it before. And who knows, deactivation is reversible. So if I ever want to bring it back, if I have the means to bring on another intern or something of the sort, then by all means, like, let's do it round two, shall we? But for the meantime, like leaning into this, I think is going to be the best possible scenario for both you and me. The other alternative that I have kind of pondered and of course I'm throwing it out there so now I'm going to want your feedback and I'm going to want it sincerely I've always wanted to start some sort of like massive group chat and if you're looking at like the pattern of what I've tried in the past it's so sad seeing how I can be like so bad at some of these things sometimes but uh I had a Facebook account for Step Into 21, and that was great while it was happening. But then, of course, similarly to Instagram, I realized I'm just not great at Facebook. So I stopped the Facebook group. And then now with the Twisty Pod Instagram, stopped the Twisty Pod Instagram. And I've kind of been pondering what could be like an actual, just fun environment for everyone where you don't have to feel like pressure to be involved if you don't want to or to post things and it's not so like uh follower based and I've really been looking into Geneva which I know a lot of other podcasts of a similar nature use and so it could be a really beneficial platform I think for all of us to just be able to like talk and talk about episodes in further depth if there's topics that we want to go into or just like have a place to I don't know like go deeper than 
Instagram comments or YouTube comments, like let's say I just posted a legging review video. If we want like links, if we want more uh, juicy details about that kind of thing, like we can all discuss it in that group chat scenario. So if you've never heard of the app Geneva, I hadn't. It's kind of like a more user-friendly version of Discord because I'd looked at Discord. I'd wanted to use that for Step Into 22 and then it just looked like so freaking confusing. It is literally a coding app and I am not wanting to like have any of us step into that environment. It's like meant for gamers, you know, and truth be told, like I do play Animal Crossing, but that is the extension of that. So I don't know, maybe Geneva would be like a really fun platform. It's completely free. I think you just sign up maybe with an email or something and you, you know, connect the app. You connect your group. No, what am I trying to say? I think you just, (laughs) you, you sign up with the group and you're, you know, you have like different sections about, um, different topics that we can chat about. So that's something I'm kind of like pondering and throwing it around. I think that would be a lot more of a genuinely fun platform than Instagram where it's so like tailor focused. I hate that. I don't want it to be all about me. I've always wanted this podcast to be so back and forth and so based on you all. And if I don't emphasize it enough, I take all of my inspiration for what I talk about on this podcast from you all. I read every single DM. I try and be as, um, participative. (laughs) We're going to make that a word if it's not already as I can, because this is so much more fun when it's a a back and forth conversation. So if we can truly make that literally back and forth with Geneva, I would like to do it. So I'll mention this at the end of the show as well, but ways that you can like, let me know that that would be something that you'd want to do. Of course, DM me on Instagram. Like that would probably be one of the most simplest ways. I'm also going to take a clip, I think, from this episode and put that onto Instagram. So if you see that post, which if you're listening to this, go find it, like it and comment that you want to, you know, start up Geneva and that's something that you want me to move and do forward. Oh my golly, Taylor. If that's something that you want me to do moving forward, then I can have that set up by next week's episode. Um, If you don't have Instagram or any social media, you can, of course, email me. You can email me hello at twistypod.com. That is the email for the podcast. And just, you can literally just put like in the subject line, I want Geneva. And that's it. Like it doesn't have to be like an essay to me. Just some way that you could let me know that this is something that you want to do. I feel like the last option would be like TikTok. I guess if you have TikTok, you could um, comment on a TikTok or leave a review for this podcast, which I would hope that you would want to do either way. Five stars, baby. And if you have like a a comment or something, you could always leave a question or um, a comment in there as well. So that's like a little bit of housekeeping. That's a little bit of an understanding as to why Taylor like, you know, jumped ship for eight whole weeks. But she's back and she's aboard and she's all dried off and she's so ready for this episode and all episodes moving forward. So if this is if this is what you want, you want fun Taylor content. Hopefully I'm fun. Um, then we're back in action, baby. Okay, we are back. We are ready. We are going to have some upcoming cool guests soon, which I feel like are some of your favorite episodes. They're always like some of our most downloaded. And I just want to make it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling 
wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Fun and give you the best pod that we can give you. I also kind of felt like a, a segment I wanted to maybe briefly chat about that had a lot to do with where I've been, why I've taken so much time off, and also like the whole deactivating Instagram thing is dealing with so much imposter syndrome. And I don't know why I feel this so prevalently in the podcasting space in particular. It might be because as I just described to you all, like I I do everything on my own. I edit my podcast in a very non-traditional way. I don't really have like anybody maybe to bounce ideas off of. So I come into this space like back in 2020 and I'm just kind of like winging it and I see all of these like super incredibly talented people around me and I just feel like what in the heck am I doing? How did I end up here? What is happening? Am I allowed to be here? Am I allowed to have a podcast? (laughs) It doesn't feel like I know what I'm doing or I'm qualified or I am good enough. If I'm going to be honest. And it's it's like a, a topic that you can easily make more negative. You know, you can you can go down that slope of being so hard on yourself. But if you kind of like just twist imposter syndrome on its head and you think about why you would probably even feel like that in the first place, it's because likely in your mind, you are not giving yourself the positive self-talk that you should be doing. And when I say you, I mean me, but if this is applicable to you, then chime on in. (laughs) But in these past few weeks that I've taken off, I I went through a really bad spell. I'm going to say at the end of January or so, where I just was not like top-notch Taylor. And it was like eating me alive. I felt like I couldn't get up out of bed. I couldn't get myself to film or record, which is normally something I look forward to doing and I couldn't like go even work out go on a walk all of my favorite activities were turning into chores that I couldn't even get myself to do and then I add on top of that like these negative thoughts that were constantly consuming my head then of course I'm going to be filled with like self-doubt and of course I'm going to be sitting there like what am I doing I don't I don't deserve YouTube I don't I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast like feeling that whole moment of being an imposter. It's ridiculous. So you start to lean into it. As time goes on, like it gets more heightened, the more negatively that you talk to yourself. And I'm somebody that has always really struggled with comparison in all aspects of my life, social media and not. And of course, like that's a really hard and and difficult like path to go down because you're never like uplifting yourself enough. You're always looking outwardly to what other people are doing. And then as a result of how maybe like I view like their actions and compare them to my own actions, then I'm maybe I don't stand good enough in my eyes. After so much time of just not giving yourself the self-love and like the self-talk that you should be giving every single day, it starts to catch up to you 
And then all of a sudden it's affecting your confidence. It's affecting your work ethic. It's affecting how you view your own performance. And then you're sitting here going, why in the heck am I at this job? How did I end up here? I'm seeing how cool my coworkers are and how hard they work and all the things they accomplish and where they've come from, their accolades, et cetera. And I don't see any of that in myself. And it's, I don't know why, like we're like this as human humans, humanly creatures, but we always look to other people and see them in such a better light than ourselves. We're always like talking down to the only person that ma- it matters most to, you know, we should be our own biggest cheerleader, our own best friend at all hours of the day. But why is that so stinking hard to do? Why is it so much easier to nitpick every one of our actions? I don't freaking know. <laughs> and it's so damaging to our mental health and our stability and our, our self-confidence. But I've learned that it's like not this overnight switch where I'm all of a sudden going to be like, you know what, Taylor, no more negative self-talk. Like that's bad. Knock it off. You know, that Cody Co song where he's like, racism, knock it off. Bigotry, knock it off. And then all the comments are just like, this ended everything. Like this is no more, no more bad things because of this song. That's me right now. Negative self-talk, knock it off. Get that out of here. I think that's the way that my brain works though, where I have to kind of like make a little bit of a joke of something in order to maybe like actually take action against my negativity. Like Taylor, knock it off. Give yourself some love. Actionably though, I, I don't understate this or I'm not overstating this enough. Whatever the proper way to say this is. I cannot express to you how incredibly important it was for me to like go through comments and DMs when I was feeling so down and having feeling like an imposter in this podcast space and like hearing your feedback about how much you missed the show or or what you like about it and how you listen to it or when you're on the treadmill, you're exercising, whatever, you're on your walks. It makes my whole like existence I feel more validated in this space which is again I suppose not the best thing because I need to also be my own biggest cheerleader in that sense as well but I I think it's just really important if you see something in somebody or you know a friend who's going through a hard time like give them just a little ounce of an extra oomph tell them why you love them tell them how much you appreciate them tell them that you are proud of them express all of these things that maybe sometimes we hold back in our hearts because maybe we get nervous to say them out loud, but I cannot tell you how much it means to somebody, at least how much I know it means to me when you go out of your way, even just to send like a random text message on a random Wednesday night, letting your old friend know how much you think about them and how much they mean to you. And maybe you've drifted apart, but they have a a beautiful heart and you're always grateful for the memories and the time that you had together that's the kind of thing that like helps in a way like build up your own confidence because you say okay well these other people see this in me I need to see it in myself and I need to have my own conversation with me versus me not versus me with me and break down how I can learn to be my own best friend my own biggest cheerleader 
So in, in my head, I have tried a lot with my creative space and, and with YouTube and whatnot, just kind of like breaking down what I love about it and making it as enjoyable as possible. So I remember at the end of the day, like, yes, there's always going to be hard and bad times. And of course, I'm going to feel less confident on some days and more confident than others. But if I'm remembering a few like positive things at the end of every day and what made me smile and what was something that I looked forward to, I think that can keep me very grounded and not like totally in my thoughts and, you know, running down this treadmill of endless negativity. So that helps me a whole lot. I have started journaling almost every single night. I actually use my iPad. I don't think you can see it, but it's it's right here. I use a free, no, it's not free. Maybe it was $5. I found like a $5 PDF that is a five-minute journal. You're supposed to do it in the morning, but I do it before bed because YOLO. And I just write down like a few positive things about my day. It actually takes five minutes because you time yourself or you you just only give yourself five minutes because sometimes we don't have a second more and that's okay. But it keeps me a lot more positive and it reminds me that I have so much to be grateful for in my life, in my day. I'm always trying to like find little things to also be proud of myself for. I'm not just outwardly thinking like, okay, I'm grateful for this thing, but it has nothing to do with me. Like I, I want to also see things in myself and praise them as awkwardly as it feels and write it down because that's so beyond stinking important. So I do that a lot. I also have noticed with my own exercise routine, how I still will infiltrate, infiltrate my negative self-talk into my workouts. It is mind-boggling. So let's just say I am either like gearing up for a week of workouts. Let's just say that. I will sit there and be like, oh my gosh, Taylor, you had like five rest days last week. That is so many rest days. That is just not okay. You know what? Like you're never going to reach your goals. And I go down this horribly negative list of never being easy on myself. And then of course, like if my friend was telling me all this, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you probably just needed that time off. You just wanted to relax. Maybe it was a bad mental health week for you. Maybe you just had too busy of a week. You had too many errands to run. Things were just going haywire and you couldn't even think about making an hour of your day go to yourself and go to the gym. It could be literally anything. But if your friend tells you that, you're always quick to be like, of course, like, forgive yourself for just putting yourself forward. But in your own mind, you're so negative sometimes. And I also notice it when I'm in a workout at times, like you're not strong enough to to do this thing. Or I notice it on my runs, like I should be going faster. I should be um, having better form at this point. And not in like a constructive way, but more like in a sad way. And I try so hard to get that out of my head. Like it doesn't matter. I'm running because I want to run and I'm enjoying it. And yes, there are things that, you know, I want to slowly improve upon, but that's not the point. So for me to like actively be active in the moment and say to myself negative things, how is that going to ever help me? on a, another run. Like, let's say I'm sitting there going, 
oh gosh, like I'm never going to hit my goals. I feel like I'm so far behind. This run is so hard. I feel so weak. Instead of saying something more positive and going, wow, like we're, we're pushing ourselves today. We didn't want to go. And here we are. We went a little bit further than we did last time. Yeah, not everyone's going to be perfect, but I'm just proud of myself for getting out there and going hard. I, if I could say all of those things all of the time, amazing, perfect, immaculate. But after a while, you're continually negatively talking to yourself, it starts to like demotivate you to even want to do anything positive. Like if I'm not encouraging myself to get out there and go on my workouts or go on my runs is what I was going to say every single time, then why would I want to be more motivated to reach my goals if my internal dialogue is like, you're falling behind, you're not pushing yourself hard enough, you're not doing well, you're not good. How does that make you interested in wanting to hit a goal? It applies to literally anything in your life. It could be your workout, it could be your runs, it could be working on a project for work, it could be fixing, I don't know, like... (laughs) a door in your house and you're like, I'm terrible at fixing this door. What a horrible example. (laughs) It could be anything, but if you're sitting there with all of this negativity, it's never going to make you motivated to want to keep going towards those goals that you've been dreaming of and planning towards. It just isn't. So the first thing, like if you're having trouble hitting any kind of goal in your life, I strongly encourage you to look, look, inward and that's such a stereotypically cliche thing to say but I mean it look inward think about how you talk to yourself think about every single time you're about to go for a run and you think I am worthy of this I can do this I'm gonna have so much fun and no matter what I'm proud of myself for getting up and going don't be with Kizik Hands Free Shoes motion sounds something like this Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Sitting there having all these negative thoughts in your mind. Don't be sitting there talking yourself down. Be proud of yourself. Be happy that you even just want to go for a run, that you even want to go fix your door. It's a lot. And it's one millimeter closer to you hitting your goal. I'm talking a whole lot with my hands right now. I need my Gatorade. So this was a little bit inspired by a article I saw on my Nike Run Club app when I was looking at my runs for the week. It's called Improve Your Grit by Reframing Your Self-Talk. And I want to read it to you. It's it's really short, but I want to read it to you because I think, actually, it's very long. I just only read the first part, <laughs> but I will summarize. Nope, it's not just you. Everyone does self-talk, which is what you say about yourself in your head. Perfecting what that little voice says is key because the right kind of self-talk can develop your confidence, while the wrong kind of self-talk can squash it, says Angela Duckworth, a University of Pennsylvania professor and author of Grit, The Power and Passion of Perseverance. High performers and low performers both have a running internal dialogue. Like I mentioned, this is going to be about running, but it can be applied to anything in your life. The difference is what they use it to say. 
Imagine if after a really bad game or poor performance, your self-talk was all negative, spiraling you into a pit of shame, criticism, and self-loathing, she says. Same goes for when you fall off the wagon in other ways, like missing a workout. If you tell yourself you're the worst and you're never going to succeed, it's not very motivating to get back at it. Negative self-talk makes you feel so badly about yourself that you don't want to try again, so it ends up pushing you further from your goals, which is exactly what I was trying to get at in a much less eloquent way. (laughs) In her research, Duckworth has found a two-part strategy for positive self-talk that gets you back on track. The first part is mindful acceptance. Without judgment or blame, just acknowledge the imperfection. For example, saying, I slept through yesterday's workout. So even though that may be seen as a negative in your mind, just almost like admitting it out loud. I used to do this where I would like excuse myself of things without just admitting what it was. If I was too tired to go work out, I would say, well, I'm, I'm not feeling well and I have a lot of things to do and blah, blah, blah. Instead of just saying, I didn't go to the gym. I am too tired. Just admitting point blank exactly why you don't want to go or why you didn't go. The second part is self-compassion. For this step, think of what your mom, your best friend, or anyone who loves you might say about your misstep. This is kind of what I was saying, and I didn't even read this part of the article, so I am really impressive. (laughs) Okay, Duckworth says, this narration could be compassionate, loving, positive, and understanding while still not letting you off the hook. It also should include a prompt of what you can learn from it and how you plan to do better next time. Then try saying it to yourself. In practice, that might sound like this. I'm disappointed I skipped yesterday's workout, but it's just one time and I've been great about moving in the direction of my goals. Tomorrow, I'm going to set the alarm 10 minutes earlier so that if I snooze it once, I still have time to do the workout. That is like a dream world because I snooze my alarm seven times. (laughs) No, that's a gritty person who is going to rebound quickly and get back to business. So, I mean, you get the point. It's, It's a lot more about having this constructive mindset, if that's the way that you work and you need a strategy, you need a solution to get yourself out of that negative loop, do like this little two-part exercise. Admit exactly what it is that you're trying to kind of acknowledge, whatever it might be, I missed a workout. And then kind of give yourself that constructive, maybe compassionate yet harsh criticism that you might give to a friend or that your friend might give to you or your parents, whomever. I think that is a fabulous strategy and I'd like to implement it myself. So thank you, Mrs. Duckworth, for all of your knowledge. I don't know. I'm I'm just, <laughs> I'm such a negative person to myself sometimes and I get really tired of it and I'd like to break that loop in any way possible. So we're doing this together. We'll possibly be chatting through it on Geneva. So look out world for us Genevers. <laughs> And um, you're probably like quite confused also if if you've like tuned into this and like you've never, you, one, maybe you have no idea who I am, which if that's the case, hello. And I'm really sorry. This is the first episode that you're listening to. Also, maybe you haven't like watched any YouTube videos lately or you just haven't really kept up on anything. But I do have a few life updates, one of which is quite relevant to everything that I was just saying, which is that I'm training for a half marathon right now which is a weird goal to be saying out loud because I never thought this would be Taylor Woods ever saying those words out loud. But here we are. I'm so excited. It is happening in just a few short weeks. So get ready, get set. I'm gonna go. I kind of just went for it, which is the most random, strangest thing ever. 
in actuality, my training was only supposed to be about eight weeks, which I think is like fairly short if I'm not mistaken. But it wasn't that I was fully unconditioned, like starting from ground zero. Like I, I obviously work out a whole bunch. I run often as well or beforehand, but I would kind of just like go for it. I had no understanding of pace or, um, form or super long distance. I would maybe go three miles and I'd be cooked for the whole day, the whole week. So this was a fun adventure and I'd always had it on my bucket list. I figured what's a better time than now. And I just went for it and I signed up for it, which is, I think the way that my brain works. I have to have a deadline. I have to know when something is going to happen. And I couldn't be more excited for the race. And yeah, so I'm on, I think my seventh week of training right now. And it's just been the most stinking fun ever. That was my ultimate goal at the end of this. I've, I've thought about, you know, how I wanted to improve my pace or my race time, everything, but none of that really felt that important to me. What I really wanted was to just do it. I know that I can, I know that I'm going to, and I just wanted to enjoy myself at the end of the day. I am not out here to be this perfect runner or to learn all these special techniques and all these you know, fancy things. Of course, I can be more invested as time goes on if I continue to still want to run and whatnot, but it's been such a perfect uh, release for me. It's, it's helped so much with my anxiety and it's just been fun. And at the end of the day, you know me, we're all about enjoyment. We're all about loving what we do and how we move. And that was my ultimate goal with the half marathon. So we'll see. We'll see how the actual race day goes, but I know I know it's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. I, I promise. I'm going to try and vlog it. We're going to see how that goes because I, I want to focus on the race, but I also want to document it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, also, speaking of anxiety, running has been huge for me. I've had a lot of bad anxiety lately, but I've been dealing with it as best as I can um, through exercise movement and also so much through reading. I can't even tell you like what a lifesaver books have been for me recently. It's just the perfect little escape, I suppose, from my my day and my life. And I feel like that's kind of a morbid thing to say, but it's true. Like books can just transport you to a, a happy place or maybe a scary place if it's a horror movie or horror movie, a horror book. It does feel like a movie in your brain though. And I love it. I read a lot before bedtime. I read a lot in the bathtub. I love to take like three hour baths and just bring my Kindle read. My ultimate favorite way as of recently is to read on the treadmill and I'll go and just walk for hours. It's kind of nutty. Like I just get lost in a book and all of a sudden like the timer on the treadmill ends. I Like it's kicking me off and I'm like, no, we're still reading. I have to finish this chapter. I need to know what's going to happen. I'm I'm going to pull up my Goodreads so I can show you what it is that I've been enjoying lately, or at least that I haven't updated you with since we've spoken last. So let's see here. I think over the break, well, over our break, I've read quite a few. So Malibu Rising, I read maybe like the end of December. And that was a funny experience because I don't know what in the heck happened. I bought the book on Kindle. Like I buy all of the books I want to read on Kindle for the most part, but we can get into that in a second. But I buy all of the books and it's usually like the exact same process. Like it says the book price, you click it, you're good and ready. For some reason, I remember like I bought this book way before I actually read it and I got the strangest email from Amazon and they're like, sorry, 
this copy of your book was fraudulent. It, it, something freaking happened. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't even want to try and rationalize it because I'm not a criminal, but somehow I got looped into this and I was like, okay, whatever. And I think they refunded for, they refunded me for it, but the book was still on my Kindle. And of course I forgot about all this when I went to go read the book. Uh, literally five months later, I bought it in July. I started reading it in December. So I didn't remember. I was just like, oh yeah, Malibu Rising. Haven't started that one yet. So I'm reading the book and the book is like fine. I've realized like the author who, who writes it, (laughs) the author who wrote it, her name is Taylor Jenkins Reed. I don't feel like I connect with a lot of her books, maybe as much as other people do, because I've read like three or four now and they're good, but like they just don't speak to me, I suppose, as much as I would want them to. So I was kind of just like, eh, you know, like this is typical TJR. And then we get to the end of the book and it just ends on the absolute strangest note ever. And I'm like, this is the end. Are you kidding me? And like nothing was making sense. And so I went online to kind of like debrief, maybe see some like Reddit blogs. What happened? How can I unpack this ending? And people are talking about things that I'd never read. I'm like, they didn't do that. They didn't go to that one place. That didn't happen. Turns out there was like two whole chapters missing at the end of my book, which is the rudest thing that you could do, Mr. Fraudulent Bookseller, whoever sold me the fraudulent copy. So stinking rude. So I kind of like ended up reading a summary of it. It didn't really change my mind about the book that much because overall, I mean, I read 90% of it. I still thought it was like good, not great. And even with the ending that was provided, like it still wasn't that fabulous. I just don't feel like the conclusions to her books are always like as satisfying. So I gave it four stars because it was still like a a somewhat enjoyable experience. Kind of kept me um, at least hooked enough to finish it. But I feel like I probably should change that to three stars because I'm talking so negatively about it. Can I do that? Yeah. Yes, we're changing our rating. Whoops. Deserved. Okay. Then I read The Last Mrs. Parrish, which was a phenomenal book. It was, I'd say like mainly a thriller of sorts. It kind of gave me like uh, Gone Girl vibes a little bit. It was fabulous. It's written by Liv Constantine. And it was just like a, a book about like very wealthy housewives, but then also like all of these twists. I can't even like start to talk about it because I feel like everything will be spoiled. But if you're in the mood for something just like twisty, like a quick little page turner, highly, highly recommend. I have this bad habit of not reading anything about a book before I go into it because then I think my mind's going to try and predict everything that's happening or I'm going to try and read into things instead of just, I don't know, enjoying the process. So yeah, I won't, if you work the same way as I do, I won't spoil it by giving you a, a synopsis of any sort. But I really liked that book. That I give that five stars on Goodreads. Next was Eliza Starts a Rumor. That was by Jane L. Rosen. I gave that four stars. I thought it was like cute, fun, quaint, like a nice little beach novel. If you're going on a trip, a vacation or something, great little quick read, just like fun. You know, lots of like back and forth. One of those ones where every other chapter is a different character talking. So very intriguing, fun, four stars. The next book was My Dark Vanessa by Kate Elizabeth Russell. And this, oh my gosh, I mean, like so many trigger warnings for this book. Uh, 
primarily rape. It was so, so hard to read, but at the same time, it was really impactful, really sad, but also, I don't know, I felt like I was glad that I did read it as hard as it was to digest. It just gave you so much of a a beautiful insight of just, I don't know if beautiful is the right word, but a powerful insight into um, a victim's mind and how long the effects of rape can last on somebody throughout their entire life. So if that's something that you've ever maybe like wanted to hear like in, in more depth, I would consider it. But if it's something that would be like too close to home, perhaps skip that one. I, I don't know if Goodreads like puts trigger warnings on books or or if Kindle does, but I feel like a lot of books that I am recommended or I randomly stumble upon like are just full of trigger warnings that you would assume in, in other contexts people would kind of like alarm you for <laughs> with what was to come. Uh, but I don't know. I've learned so much about the book world. Like there's just no limits sometimes. Also, things get saucy real quick. The next book I read was People We Meet on Vacation. That was by Emily Henry. I don't know why this book was not enticing to me for the longest time. I think the title, even after I read the ending, I just didn't like it. I'm so decisive about a cover and a title. And People We Meet on Vacation felt like just this summery, not so interesting vibe but it was cute. Like I I really liked it. I ended up giving it five stars because I loved the male character so much. It basically follows um, a male and a female friendship for a, a majority of their life or like 10, 12 years. And it was just like the perfect friendship that just made me so happy. And I love that. I love friendship. You know, I'm a friendship loving girl. And then last but not least, we we read Reminders of Him, which was my last Colleen Hoover read. I went through a big Colleen Hoover phase. I feel like a lot of people do, especially when you're first getting into reading because she's she's so brilliant. And she writes so many quick books so quickly. And it's just like page after page after page being turned. Reminders of Him is, in my eyes, like her top two best books that I've read of hers. Arguably some of her best ever because I feel like I've I've picked and cho- chosen, you know, um, a lot of people, their favorite book f- from her is It Ends With Us. That book is phenomenal. I also loved that. However, in my mind, I, I thought Verity was better. It was more well written, not saying it was more impactful, but it w- it just stuck with me. And it was so good. I read that book in like eight hours, which is nuts for me. I'm such a slow reader. It's really hard for me to sit down and read. But Reminders of Him, I read in I think less than 24 hours. And it was so phenomenal, so good. It gives you also really powerful insight into women who have been incarcerated. And I just, I loved every single moment of it. And I've been like ranting and raving about it ever since I finished the book. So if you're in the mood for something next, next up, um, make that like top of your list. Couldn't recommend it enough. If you have never read anything by Colleen Hoover, I would say that is my favorite. It's kind of hard because I feel like I started with her best books and I've popped around to some other ones and I'm like, oh, this is good, but it wasn't as good as that one. You can't usually go too wrong. It's just like cute. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Usually her genre is, genre is like lighthearted, romantic, uh, funny, sometimes like always has some deep twist or some characters a little bit more complicated than like your stereotypical notebook or something. But it's it's always like a fun time. I was going to say what else to recommend. Oh, I loved Maybe Someday. That was a great book. I thought that one was really cute. And... Yeah, let's just leave it at that for now because there's more, but I'm going to overload you with so many books. And right now I am currently reading The Last Thing He Told Me. That is by Laura Dave. And I believe it's in the Reese's Book Club uh, of the year, of the month, whatever the heck, however it works. And it's cute so far. It's kind of like, it's twisty. That's also Gone Girly vibes. Like the husband goes missing and we know no more. It's fascinating. So that was my Goodreads update, my life update for the year. (laughs) I feel like I have not been conditioned to talk for this long in so long. I'm annoyed with my own voice. I hope that you aren't as annoyed as I am, but I'm talking so freaking much right now. Let's end this up like we normally do with our question of the week and our wellness tip. So our question of the week, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, if you want to submit a question and you you can't DM it on the Twisty Pod Instagram because hashtag deactivated. Uh, DM me on my personal Instagram at TaylorRose with two L's. Email me into questions. That's probably the easiest way. Hello at twistypod.com. Or um, you can leave a review and leave a question in there next to your five stars. <laughs> so the question's from Priscilla Lynn. Uh, she asked how I come up with my content. How do you come up with content? It varies for every platform. Uh, I'll say primarily for YouTube and the podcast, I would say are my two most predominant and and biggest platforms for the podcast. I really, truly do mean this. I listen to you all so much and I base like segments and topics off of what you have messaged me and what we've talked about or um, request anything of the sort. So it's so helpful to have like this back and forth dialogue because that's how I base this entire show. I have like a little bit of a roughish outline on how I like to structure things and always kind of give you like my own little life update, but hopefully provide like some sort of substantial segment in the middle and then end with these little cute little tips at the very end. So it varies so much for the pod, but for the most part, it's listening to you all and also just like getting the vibe of my week and kind of like reporting in. If I've had a really bad mental health week, I'll talk about mental health or Um, if I'm super in on like my workout routine and I want to give you like more feedback on tips I've learned or things like that, then we'll go down that path. Then with YouTube, it's, I, I don't know. I sometimes like will go through my old content and I'll look at like what I liked to film the most, what you all liked for me the most, like view count wise or, or comments. I'll make a calendar that's usually at least a month ahead of time and just kind of write out things that I've had ideas about for the last month or so. It could be um, kind of piling on top of 
a previous idea. So like, let's say for instance, I made a legging review video and I wanted to do a part two. So it could be um, reviewing shorts for the gym, reviewing sports bras, something like that. Or I could do um, like a spiral of eating like Libby Christensen because I, I loved that video. And I could do another influencer whom I really admire and respect just as much as her. But that's hard because she's so far up in my mind. <laughs> she's the sweetest too. She like DM'd and messaged me and like sent me this voice note after she saw my video, which is the sweetest thing. I loved it. Yeah. Or if I just have like a random idea that feels like a total shot in the dark. I kind of just go for it and hope you all respond well to it or if you like it or maybe it's just something that I want to do and I think that's important with content and creativity. You always want to make sure that you still love what you're doing at the end of the day and that's like so beyond imperative and it helps with burnout so much. So I I take the time to like think about content for a few days or weeks or I'm constantly changing it up like I'll rearrange the calendar throughout the month just in case I'm feeling more inclined to film something about this that week and maybe I feel less inspired to even talk about a topic you know like so I'm we're constantly bumping around I try my best I try to make it as interesting for you all as possible okay our last but not least little moment our wellness tip of the week this one's like hitting home for me recently okay please Please, 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 for the love of all that is good and holy in this world, if you are with company, you are with friends, you're even just with like your significant other after a long day of work, your your roommates, your parents, please put your phones away, like put your devices away. I know like we are all bad at this sometimes, but there are just moments where it is the most disrespectful thing that you could be doing in that moment and I'm not the type of person that's going to call out pretty much anybody like maybe other than Keith like hey put your phone away like let's let's chat let's focus or you know let's talk to the people in front of us but it's just like oh golly I don't know why it gets me so worked up but I think because we're so inclined to always like see this as a safety net we always want to whip it out and if it's just a sign that whatever is on my phone is more important than you. And I think it is so rude and it hurts people's feelings. First of all, hurts my feelings. And there's environments where it's totally fine, but just read the room or maybe like encourage everybody around you. Like, Hey, let's just all put our phones away for this moment and let's go play a game or let's watch just the television without sitting on our laptops and our phones and whatever. Like I said, I'm guilty of this too, but I'm saying it because it's something I also need to work on. Put away your gosh darn phone, be present in the moment, give a shit about the people around you and like put in effort to just be happy and present as you are. It's not that hard to put away your phone. Like, yes, if there's something pressing, pull it out, but it's not that hard. It's literally not that hard. And I don't mean to like get all amped up at the end of the pod. But I mean, y'all, it's like it gets bad. okay? and we are better than that. We do not need to rely on our phones to engage with people and like reflect on your own actions. If this is how you interact with your friends, like how often are you the person that's constantly on your phone? Are you the person that needs to be called out or do you need to kind of like tell the group, hey, y'all, this has really been bothering me let's not do that anymore. Let's put away your phones. Okay. Let's be present. We never have time to hang out with one another. This is so rare. This is so special. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Yay. 
Well, I hate like leaving like that because <laughs> I'm getting amped. But I want to thank you all so much again for tuning into this episode. This is such a special episode to me because we're back. It's literally like hours before I want to upload this. And so we're going live right now. But sometimes that's the most fun way to do it right on the the tails of our coats. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day, whatever time of day that you're listening to this. Go do something nice for yourself. Um, Go put away your phone and hang out with your roommate or your partner or your friends or whomever and just tell them that you love them. Be meaningful. um, Be present. And I love you all so stinking much. Don't forget to follow me on my personal Instagram because Twisty is deactivated, baby. Let me know about the Geneva. Go comment on my post and and let me know what in the heck you want to do. Or if you're like, this is a stupid idea, um, maybe keep to yourself because I'm sensitive. And subscribe to the Don't Get Twisted uh, YouTube channel. So thank you so much for watching and listening. And whatever you're doing, please give me a five-star review or whatever you feel is appropriate. Thank you so much for listening. I already said that and I'm nervous and I'm going to say goodbye. Okay. Thank you. Um, have a good day. (laughs) Bye.